my goal was for them to make me look good. And, um, and so I'm, I wasn't approaching them with a sense of curiosity, trying to find out what was going in their heart, on and in their hearts. I was approaching them more from, you're not doing what I want. And so the quickest way for their, uh, me to be happy is for you to do what I want. <laughs> I can remember one time we were taking a Christmas card picture and the boys were, you know, about uh, six and four and they had these little Christmas sweaters on that said their names. And I had this image of what the card was going to look like and it was going to make the Groff family just look like the all-American and look at those parents to have such boys but my boys weren't approaching it in the same way, and they were wrestling. And I can just remember sitting there, and I was spanking them, and I was saying, you will smile for the camera. That's an example of a goal-oriented approach. I, I, I love that story. I, I love what that story points out to us, is that a lot of times we have our view of what needs to happen. You know, we think that what we want is right. And we get so focused on that and we stick to it, we hammer it. And instead of, and what, what we're proposing to you, to, to, to people is that rather than holding on to what we believe is right and holding on to our viewpoint is taking a step back and saying, what else is here, here to be discovered? You know, we just had a third child and Anytime you add another child to the household, it kind of throws everything into chaos. And our toddler, we, we realized she was kind of struggling with this, and she was screaming a lot. And we realized that when we stepped back from the situation, we started realizing that she was screaming every time we picked up the baby. And so we started thinking, how can we, how can we deal with this? What is she asking us for? Well, what we started realizing was is that when we picked up the baby, she wanted to be picked up. How we handled this was we started looking at it going, okay, I can't hold two babies at once, but what I can do is I can hold your hand. So we would look at her and say, oh, I'm so sorry I can't hold you right now. Can I hold your hand? Oh, I'm so sorry I can't hold you right now. Can I, can I put my hand on your back as we, as we walk to the next room? And you know, after a few weeks, it really started to curb the behavior. But the conflict was really at she was struggling with this little guy is now getting all of my parents' attention, and I want some of that attention. So we were able to address the real base need, the real identity need. I need to know that I'm still valuable in this family. And so we were able to look at that and deal with her need. Now, don't get me wrong. There were times where we really did have to consequence poor behavior, but that's not what we went to first. We had to stop and look at what's really at play here. What is she trying to communicate to us? Because she's a, she's a toddler. She's a bad communicator. It, it strikes me immediately, uh, <laughs> and interestingly enough, thinking about the title of the organization, Parenting by Design, that most of us don't design anything. Right. We've uh, not thought about the details. You're now you know, taking us down this track. We just have a few, obviously, goals in mind to be a good parent, to be a good mom, to be a good dad, to be a good provider, to be whatever other titles we throw at. And these kind of things we haven't thought about, or, other than that our kids are going to be toe the line or whatever and, other things we add to it. That's true because, you know, so much of your day, you do have responsibilities. You've got to get things done. And so for me, it was very 
hard not to kind of pause and step back from that and see the bigger picture because a lot of times what looked like solving the problem in a conflict actually was creating more problems for me over the long run and it was actually counterproductive because um, when I dismissed my kids' feelings, when I was so locked on, we have to get there, when I wasn't willing to take the time to dig a little bit and be curious and have them feel like I was really listening to them, then it was just going to erupt in other areas that I was going to have to deal with later. I guess before we, we conclude this first segment here, I want to make sure that uh, that mom or dad listening right now doesn't dismiss this as being a problem, number one. So I'm thinking in your experiences at seminars, parenting seminars, at your experience, Lee, in the counseling room, do most families agree that they've got a problem?